Welcome to Rain City Supercars. I'm Nick. I'm Dan. <laughs> we were told this was a good idea. We're staring at the camera. You can't tell that if you're hearing this on the radio, but uh, we're, we're intently looking into the lens and giving our best fish eye. Ooh. That'll make for a good clip. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful, guys. Cut that down, Ashley. How are you, Dan? <laughs> I'm good. How was the weekend, man? Um, it was good. We had uh, Italian Car Day, and um, everything from a brand new, freshly restored Mira to a Ferrari, uh, was it 330 P4? Yep. Um, yeah, then the LaFerraris. La, then, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That's right. We had two LaFerraris. I forgot you know about what? that, too. No Countach. Well, that's because Mike Wilson refused to come to his, from his new vacation home up <laughs> on uh, up on the uh, peninsula up there. We used to have one all the time, the Red Bull one. and uh, Well, the license plate said Red Bull. Mike, if you're listening to this, we miss you. Come back. Yeah, I love that car so much. But uh, Roy did send um, Zubrick out with the uh, Diablo SVR, the red, white, and blue. It just seems so wrong. I mean, America, 4th yeah. of July. It was perfect. To see that flag on an Italian <laughs> <laughs> supercar uh, race car. But, I mean, we had everything. And we had that uh, beautiful, uh, make sure I'm going to say this, Iso Griso. Iso Grifo? Grigio. Is, is it Grigio? I don't know. It's right over there. I know, but we can't. <laughs> I'm not, my eyes are not that good to be able to see it from yeah. here. But, uh it was a really, really good day. Uh, we had a great turnout. Um, thanks to all the owners that came out, all the Maserati, Ferrari, Lamborghini, Iso Grifo. <laughs> 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 um, we, had a, we had a really cool Ducati in center court. Uh, thank you to Greg Witten for coming out and bringing like seven cars. And Bruce with his uh, oh, tractor. Bruce brought out, we had two Lamborghini tractors. So cool. Uh, that, was, that was pretty neat. Um, it's so interesting. I love that story. It's one of my favorite stories in the car world. But... Uh, it was it was a really great day, and then I spent uh, most of the rest of the day. I was uh, and, and this weekend I've been sitting on the internet looking at all the the festival of speed. And I was watching. Did you see that little clip of the the guy that used to work for Pagani after yesterday? No. So there's that turnaround at the end of the <laughs> the end of the drive when you do the hill. Yeah. And it was that really high end Pagani Zonda. Chinke or whatever, and he took a canard right off. He hit he hit a hay bale and just took oh. a canard off. And I'm like, oh yeah, he used to work for Pagani. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I think they cr they crashed a NASCAR. There was some type of NASCAR that crashed. Did you see the uh, GT500? I did. That thing is a beast. Did you see the um, uh, what a not pan pan the new Pantera or the new um, uh, De Tomaso? Yeah, 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 yeah. That thing. We're going to have it at Concorso. We are. It's going to make its uh, U.S. debut at Concorso this year. So comes with a proper manual, too. Oh, it does. It, you're driving on the wrong side. But, yeah, it comes yeah, with a proper right. manual. Very so cool car, though. Basically, the underpinnings of that car is that, that new Apollo Apollo car. Yeah, the Gumpert Apollo. The Gumpert Apollo, yeah. Yeah, which so. is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah it, there's some really cool stuff. I mean, there's some really cool stuff to watch up the hill. It's interesting to see a lot of the more American cars now get over there. And they now have all the drift cars that go up there, and they do donuts in the middle. And then... You know, like, uh, what's his name? Ken Block was there with the, the Hoonicorn truck, uh, you know. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I never get sick of seeing that thing run. Some guy, as usual, drove up the uh, the whole course on a, a Jaguar F-Type on two, on two wheels. wheels. So that was kind <laughs> of interesting. So it was just kind of fun to watch that and kind of see it go down. And I feel like I was talking to Carl about this earlier. I feel like there's a, there's something going on at, at, at the Goodwood like every week, it just seems like either I'm seeing highlights of something, or it's the it's the re re revival, or it's the Festival of Speed, or it's something. Which is I don't great. Know. Yeah, I mean, uh, we actually, we have a friend over there. Um, I won't mention his name, but he drives a PT Cruiser, and he was there. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I mean, a PT loser. And uh, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. His wife tried to kill me in an apartment garage, or parking garage one night for that. Uh, <laughs> 
So it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was cool to those. see his photos. Yeah, yeah. see it all come in from friends. It's I hope yeah. he's having a great time over he, there. And he got to see the uh, the Lego Senna. Yes, which I'm a little jealous of. Um, you know, and so. the Jesco and the Agera RS are there too. Yep. All I'm sorry. Who are you? No. <laughs> Hi, Jared. Yeah. Good um, call, Jared. I yeah. mean, so last year. I mean, we already saw those this year. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly comfortable to sit in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about that GT500 a little bit. Okay. Have you seen the adjusted dealer markup on those things? Probably double. Twenty-five to 30000 And supposedly it's being recommended by Ford, which um, I'd like to rewind back to when I was looking at my Z06. You know why I didn't get a Shelby? Hmm. Because I hated working with every Ford dealer I talked to. Well, I mean, we have some friends that, that uh, past guest uh, who's a big Ford fan, but I mean, I've noticed that they they've gotten a little big in their britches lately. I mean, you look at the way they deal with the dealt with this dealing of of the GTs and playing God on that and telling well, it's one the, the GT. I can see having an adjusted dealer market if they wanted to. That is the only vehicle in Ford's line that justifies an ADR, in my opinion. That's not like I think it's going to go up in value. It just it really rubs me the wrong way. Well, my problem is that. I, and this is going to make me dated, but remember when you could get a Camaro or a Mustang for like $15,000? Yeah. And now, like, I mean, the, what's what's the high-end Camaro? What's the one Blake has? The ZL1 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 I mean, and that thing is what? 80, I think. 80, 85? And I yeah. mean, It's going down on. the numbers. I mean, it's getting I understand that, way up there. But it's just one of those things that if, if the manufacturer is recommending an adjusted dealer markup, then that means their MSRP is just skewed, in my opinion. Well, it's like, that's just... Either that, Bad or they're business. charging the dealerships more, and the dealerships, and they're they're telling the dealerships how to make the money to pay them. But it's just like this is the day of the internet. If you want to find out what like dealers are paying for something, that's a single Google search and a click away. You used to go out and buy a car in your hometown, and you bought a car in your hometown because you weren't going to drive to somebody else's hometown. And now, I mean, there are some people that buy cars on the internet and then go buy and drive them across the country, Dan. Right? Who would you do know that? those people? I know it seems like insane. Three thousand miles on your car. I mean, I, me, I'd ship it back across. <laughs> it's like you know, yeah. Watch the depreciation happen on a Porsche or something like that. So yeah. Yeah, but anyway, it bugs me that yeah. it, it still bugs me. Well, I mean, it, it's it's unfortunately the world we live in, and the fact that that I can't believe Ford's actually like going to publicize that because even if you're if you are telling your dealerships that it seems really stupid to let the public know that you're telling your dealerships that well yeah well luckily so. our good sponsors don't do that which are carter subaru Haggerty, avance rainier beer and we're coming at you from driver's club as usual live from driver's club live from driver's club live from driver's club oh she adjusted the sign thanks Look ashley. At that. thanks <laughs> ashley yeah um i had an interesting question over the weekend which I realized because... You know, you can't say things like that in front of me. It makes me wonder. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really, Dan? (laughs) Interesting question, not proposition. Penicillin. There's your answer. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the the question that I've been asked actually multiple times across my life is what seems like a simple question and is surprisingly, well, I guess surprisingly not a well-known answer, and that is how does a basic engine work in a car? And... As simple as that sounds to car people, I bet you most people couldn't walk through every step. Isn't there like seriously like a, like a, it's a suck, suck, fire, squish, bang, blow? That's what is it? Yeah. yeah, and they're like, what? And that's exactly how it works. It's a four-stroke engine, so there's four strokes: suck, squish, bang, blow. But I bet you, if I asked a bunch of people, even at car shows, a bunch of them would have a vague idea, but not actually understand how it works. And that's I turn the key. Yeah, that engages the starter motor, which turns the flywheel, which starts the Intake, the suck, the suck stroke. <laughs> Boy, I'm just going to leave that in there. The best uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> so on the, basically, here's what happens. You're killing me, Smalls. 
Here's what happens. The intake stroke is when the, the piston goes down, one stroke down, and that's pulling in air from the outside. And fuel. And fuel. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And then squish, the piston comes up and compresses. Bang, the ignition, f the spark plug fires, blows that piston back down. Which causes the suck. Yep. No, that was the first stroke. <laughs> no. Suck, squish, bang, blow. Yes, I understand that, but when it blows, it blows down, which and, and when it blows down, exhaust. Exhaust. I understand that, but that it, it, the piston going down then sucks. That, that's a suction too. Four strokes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> this no. is why we're having this conversation. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, intake, suck, squish, compression, piston comes up, fuel goes in, bang, fuel ignites, blows the piston down, exhaust, piston comes up, exhaust valve open blows it out. Repeat. And you do that across multiple cylinders and you have four strokes. So Well that the which begs the begs the the question like what happens in a two stroke? Where's the bang in a uh, uh, the ignition light in a diesel? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> ignitions don't have spark plugs, they have glow plugs. Why do some cars have multiple uh, spark plugs? Where can you replace your, you know, your blinker fluid? Things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, if you guys remember that, suck, squish, bang, blow, that's basically how every four-stroke motor works. Obviously, there's going to be one-off examples. I tell everybody before I get all the mail, what about this special motor that's in this one car that existed for one year? Or what about the camshaft? What about a Mazda? Yeah, exactly. What about a rotary? <laughs> yeah, which is still technically a four-stroke-ish. It's, it's, a, it's a rotate, not a... a, a <laughs> Yeah, that's There's all, suck and blow in there, a but whole it's, other it's story. a rotation thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and also... Uh, common uh, phrasing the combustion stroke is also the power stroke the bang combustion power it's all the same thing so ford only had power strokes power stroke diesel <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah fair so, enough anyway there's your carter subaru tip of the day that's how a basic four-stroke motor works and how everything from a single piston gas engine lawnmower works to every basic gas engine with very 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 rare exception so i've never thought about that in, in like a, a lawnmower yeah same thing like you know you don't think about it. Yeah. yeah. The more you know. Yeah, and if you find, if you, anybody decides to Google that, you will find many, many, many animations. There's great animations. About actually. showing yeah. how it works, yeah. yeah. And so, but it's a very common question I've been asked many, many times over my life. So. Do not Google the words of that, though. It's a different type <laughs> of word. <yeah>. So. <laughs> four-stroke engine. Just yeah. Four-stroke engine. How does good. a four-stroke engine work? Pretty Google much. that. Yep. So, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Should we talk about our guests this week or just leave them out? No, we're good. <laughs> and thank you for coming that was in. Fun. That's Rain yeah. City Super. No. <laughs> Daniel, welcome to the show. Our guest today is Daniel Piker from Piker Photo. Uh, you do a lot of stuff. Uh, you're a rally driver. Co-driver. Co well, so I co-drive for stage rally and then I rally cross. So I guess I can be called a rally driver. And yeah. then a little bit of YouTube here and there. So. Yeah, the creative and adrenaline field, I guess. That's, that's my go-to. I like well, that welcome. description, the creative adrenaline field. That's a good one. That's got to be on a business card somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> How old are you? I am 21. Oh, and so a young. published photographer. A published photographer. I mean... How like so? Let's let's go back a little bit. I mean, you have like I said, you have been um, just in the magazine sitting here. You, you've you've had photos in Open Road for the American Auto Trust. You've had photos taken in uh, Super Street. You've you've really accomplished a lot for someone who's 21. How did you get this this love of cars? Uh, l let's go back a couple of years. Like Dan and I remember, it was like 30 years ago. Where'd you get this love of cars and photography? 
Well, uh, when I was 18, I had the wonderful opportunity to... Three years ago. Yeah. yeah three <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yeah. Minus the zero. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah. three years ago, I had the wonderful opportunity to have a BRZ as my daily driver. And uh, I wasn't really into cars back then. I kind of knew they got me from point A to point B. I was actually kind of scared of going on the freeway at first. And then I got a BRZ and I'm just like, huh, this thing is pretty fun. And I started learning about it. I started getting into the Subaru gang minus the vape. Um, <laughs> and it's easier than you think to own a Subaru and not vape. I will say that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of peer pressure, but yeah. I mean, I've learned to deal with it. But, Don't uh, you want to smell like pineapple? Come on. Smoking's bad for you kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I started getting into the Subaru, started learning about it, started meeting friends from high school, reconnected with a bunch of people through the love of cars. And I just loved cars. So I picked up a camera, what was it, three and a half years ago, December of 2015. That's how, where my folders date back to. But uh, I started initially shooting landscape and portraiture photography. And then naturally, I started to love my car more and more, you know, get attached to it here and there. So I started taking pictures of that. And then I started transitioning to the automotive field about 1.5 years into it. And I just, the cars are just so cool. I mean, they have amazing details and there's the stories of the people. It just, the two just can coexist so naturally, even though a lot of people think, oh, just point A to point B. But not until you drive one and feel in, my BRZ was a six-speed, so I learned stick on that and that was just a blast. Luckily, I didn't destroy the clutch. I mean, I rolled it later, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's besides the point. That's a good story we should tap into in a minute. It's, uh, yeah, that's an interesting <laughs> transition from I, lo- I learned to drive stick to I rolled it. It's funny. I was having this conversation with a coworker who's not a car person. She actually did end up buying a car from Carter Subaru, though, and um, she was saying, I don't get it, like how you're so obsessed with your cars and like going out. And they said, everybody is a car person when they find that car. Like the, it's like people don't get it until they get behind the wheel of that one car, and they're like, then there's like this giant light bulb that goes off over their head, and it's like, oh, or light bar, whatever. Yeah, or oh, light yeah, bar, of exactly. Course, of course. Yeah, yeah, and then it's like it clicks, <laughs> and they're like, oh, I get oh. it, and then it's just like the, the obsession starts. But I, you, I understand the point A to point B, and yeah. I, and I mean, and there are cars that are or for that. I mm-hmm, mean, and, mm-hmm. and you know, um, and then there are cars that should burn on the road, like Priuses, but um. <laughs> Oh, that or off the road, whatever. Off the road, on the road, in the air, wherever you want to say it. Hi, PJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We love our left lane, yeah. Prius. <laughs> so were you not into photography before? So you, I mean, you got into cars and photography at the same time? Well. And you're not one of those photographers <laughs> that only takes pictures of his own car, are you? Oh, no, no. Okay, I, good. I, okay, I, good. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, no, I get tired of my car after the first day. So it's just so... How, so back, yeah, so two and a half years, no, three and a half years ago, I was actually, so I was doing cross country at the time, and I broke my foot two weeks into the season, so I was just like sitting around, and I had nothing to do, and I started taking photography class, and it was considered the easy credit of the class, or of the of the high school, so you go in, you know, joke around, not do anything, and get your credits, but I went in, and I one day I just took the camera, took some pictures of some flowers and a gum wrapper, and I'm like, holy crap, this is, this is pretty good. It was pretty bad. At the time, I thought it was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, but it's fun to do. Oh, of course. So it was just like, oh, my gosh, this is cool. And I started taking home the camera every single day, and then it just kind of went up from there. I just fell in love with it. I tried a 365-day challenge where I took photos every day of the year, but I, that lasted like 200 days. But at that point, I was, I think, transitioning into – I don't really think I st- wanted it as a business initially. 
I just, my love for it grew and grew and grew. And then I realized like, oh, I can make money off of it. I mean, a little bit of money, but it was still some money. Yeah, it's something. So, uh, yeah, so I initially started with just going out and photographing landscapes. I would go to, say, Diablo Lake or, I mean, the cliche Rattlesnake Lake and just go with a couple of friends and photograph them just on this adventure and then nice landscapes and then started going to portraiture. So I got into, like, senior pictures, engagement shoots, couple shoots, um, and then I, I mean, I still really enjoy it cause there's something a car cannot express that a person can express. I mean, there's so many emotions with people. I mean, cars just don't have emotions. I mean, as simple as it sounds. Haven't you seen the movie cars? They smile all the time. Oh, <laughs> Mater's my favorite person. Mater. <laughs> yep. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So I started doing that and then, I mean, when did I get to PRZ? I think it was maybe... It was, I think it was similar timing, but I mean, I start took took a little bit of photos of my beer and then I kind of just put it to the side because I got bored with my own car. Um, and then I started going to meets and stuff and started, you know, just taking photos there, posting them on Instagram. I made a second account. So I had another photography account and I was, it was, yeah, so I had that and then I made an automotive account, started posting on there and it just kind of went up from there. I started taking more and more pictures of cars, started really getting into the scene and then I think it was the first time I was hanging out with some friends and the guy was like, oh, you're a photographer. You want to take pictures of my FRS? And it was the same car. And I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. And he said, I'll pay you. I'm like, wait, you'll pay me to take pictures of your car? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah so I was like, something. oh, what do, I, what do I charge? What do I charge? What do I charge? And that was my first photo shoot, like official paid photo shoot for cars. And then I realized that I could carry this thing. And it just went and went and went. And yeah. It was Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back of this because I want to get into a little bit deeper into, you know, your your love of cars, uh, your f- the photography, and then I want to start talking about your rally driving as well. Okay. 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 We spend an average of eight hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens, laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. And we're back. We were just talking to Daniel about uh, getting into photography and I wanted I actually own one of your prints. I bought it from you when you published online actually. The the three pedal posse car um, well not three pedal posse um, You can have one. It just has to say copyright across it. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> No, it, Danny's. Uh, yeah, Danny's yeah. DG Vintage Coachworks. Uh, that black 964, the Martini livery one. Absolutely. I love the shot you had of that car. Thank and you, I was thank when you. when you posted, I was like, I actually tried to buy that car. Um, <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, there's a story on. I I bid on it on Bring a Trailer to like 65, I think. Were you just pushing up the bids, or were you actually? No, no, no. Buy no it? But I, that was like my cap for that car. Oh, okay. Like, it was okay. it was one of those like, well, if I can get it for the right price, then I would be into it. I yeah. really wanted the Turbo S, but yeah. that was just such a it's so cool, such a cool car, it's right? So cool. And yeah, but I wasn't willing to go higher than that. And somebody else, I think it sold for 85. So 86, yeah, 86, it was yeah. nuts. I mean, it just broke the market for 964s, and everyone was just angry in the comments, just like, why this car should not be for so much it's only <laughs> wide body and some stickers but yeah he was on the show and he said that too yeah uh. <laughs> it's like he did not expect it to go for that but uh but i loved the photo the lighting and how the colors just popped off that car and it was dark but you could still see all the curves of that car and yeah and so i bought it when i you, you posted it it was just your photo shoot you did with zuber's car is still my favorite oh thank oh you. yeah that was that's gorgeous just, yeah 
that's by far. Yeah, it's kind of funny. A lot of our previous guests you've done photo shoots for. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've been fortunate enough to photograph many people's cars here in the Northwest, and especially through Avance, I've met many, many, many people. Yeah. And yeah, so so yeah, John's car was for Petrolicious. That was a fun one. That was. Tell us a little bit about that. Like yes. how that came about and what happened. So for Petrolicious, actually, so. I like to cold call. I mean, as many people like to do, it's like, hey, here's my work. Uh, let me shoot for you. But in, in, a, in a more professional manner. Right. So I sent, I think that was my third or fourth email to Petrolicious. And they responded. I was like, hey, yeah, we'd like to do an interview. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, this is my first. Because I've never shot for a publication before then. And uh, No, you should have been like, I do this all the time. So, yeah. This <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was totally not overexcited or anything. Absolutely. But. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've done this before. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, interview went well, and they hired me on board. And uh, since then, I so I basically find cool cars and I pitch them. They don't really, I haven't really had them say, "Hey, can you shoot this car?" Except John's car, that was the only one. They're like, "Hey, we know this red E30 M3 in the Northwest. Can you photograph it?" I'm like, "Oh, of course I can." Oh, they're <laughs> a dime a dozen, especially ones like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, John. We love John. I'm not. <laughs> I said it, John. Come find me. <laughs> no, really, come hang out. We yeah. miss you. Yeah. <laughs> Bring Chloe. um but yeah so that was actually a fun shoot funny story i was actually not happy with the photos after it i really finished the photo shoot and i'm like this is boring i didn't feel like i i didn't get creative it's just kind of just the run of those are gorgeous it it's just so weird because i guess i'm very very hyper hypercritical of my work i mean if i shoot an angle like someone else i'll just be moody and it's like oh well it's just just like someone else nothing special but and then after then it started getting recognition and I guess I mean as praise and compliments go I guess I was like oh maybe these photos are a little better than I think that's the um, ultimate situation when you when you don't like somebody and everybody else loves it you know then you just like naturally start to like it which is yeah. kind of weird but uh, yeah I mean it was super cool because it was super rainy I mean it was what people don't know is we're standing there my camera just getting soaked I didn't have a cover for it we're in rain jackets it's freezing <laughs> and it's and one of my favorite shots from the set is actually it's a roller and you can see the raindrops through the headlights Yep, and it's. I love that shot. Thank you. It's especially the yellow. It was. It's really cool. But uh, it's it's a great car. I mean, I was just salivating over it. it I just could not stop complimenting it, and it, and then he gave me a ride, and he has hard motor mounts and everything. So you feel everything. everything. You're sitting there, yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, I want one of these one day. Unfortunately, they're very very high in price unless you buy. Uh, yeah, thanks to photo shoots on Petrolicious like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Yeah, work harder to buy this car, but the more photos you take, no. So I was going through here, and I'm seeing Steve Theodore, our very first guest on our show. Uh, you've done photo shoots for. I see Kevin Flynn. I see John Zubrick. I see Adam from Avance. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I, I know almost everybody you've shot for. It's it's funny. I know all huh. these cars so well. I, from between seeing them at Exotics at Redmond Town Center to seeing, uh, to Avance, it's like, it's, the work you've done is just extensive, and we will post a lot of the photos. So if if you go through the gallery on any of our, any of our episodes, this is the one you definitely want to go through to see this work because, yeah, uh, we were just talking even before you got here. You, uh, I was we were <laughs> sort of commenting via Instagram about uh, a couple of the Arc Sevens you just shot. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I've mentioned many times on here that I've had a an FD which is ninety three to ninety five US, and then my friend, good friend Jeff Miller, had an FC, and you have my favorite FC ever. The uh, uh, Aria white car yeah. here, and uh, I, t- I told him if he ever goes to sell that car, he needs to let me know because that's one of the only FCs I would ever own. So it's just so well done. It's I mean everything is so appropriate for that car. It's very 
specific like generation specific it's not right. ricey it's so so well done yeah it's very period correct in yeah. all the best ways dan and i are sitting here going through your instagram once we're talking to you which i did before and i forgot this was something yeah, you to bring up i totally forgot about that too you shot shay's car you shot shay's gt cup yeah, car already like funny story yeah yeah so i was actually very fortunate another former guest <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was very fortunate enough to go to with Three Petal Posse down to Palm Springs and kind of document their trip. It was a Three Petal Posse Palm Springs drive from L.A. to Palm Springs. And uh, we one of the last days, it was a very last-minute thing. Jim, uh, Jim Oz, oh, no, uh, oh, my gosh, what's his last name? Jim, Jim, Jim. With the yellow 997. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cars, better than last names. It, but, uh, we all do. That's everybody. <laughs> I can tell you exactly what they look like, but I can't tell you their name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, but he knew a connection who – always went to thermal mm-hmm. the thermal club so he got us in last second it was the night before and we had to get up at like four or five in the morning and half of us went i mean i mean danny didn't go danny. imagine that <laughs> <laughs> i love you danny yeah um <laughs> but so we went there and it was the coolest thing ever i mean you see these ferrari race cars these gt3 cup cars and which happens to be shay so we're at the the pit area and uh they're doing laps and there's a GT3 Cup car there, and it was, uh, happens to be Shane Kurt. I didn't know who they were. We met them. It was like, hey, we're from Seattle. I was like, oh, we're from Seattle, too. And I'm like, wait. Well, that is the coolest thing. So then I went and photographed them and took a few photos of their car and went around the track, got panning shots and all that. But it was it was so cool to see someone from Seattle at Thermal Club when we happened to be there in the morning. It's just one of my things f- work out. favorite photos, and it's not even a car photo. And I've had it stored on here. Is the one you took of Shay in her helmet, like staring yes, at the track. Yes, that's one of my favorite photos. And it, it's this look of, I mean, if you don't know that, that's her husband next to her. But if you didn't know, you, it's the look of like, I want, I want in the car. I want to go out there. I want to beat on it. Like, in fact, I saw her, I saw her earlier today. She was in here. She, she's a, a member of Drivers Club and uh, existing member of ours. And so it was. I had, I. Had didn't even think to bring it up, and I, it was funny because I had it in my notes. I was like, <laughs> I should have been like, hey, do you remember this? <laughs> so. It was so cool because, I mean, she would get out of the car, and you just saw that smile. I mean, it's just like when you're a kid, and you're just like, oh. And it's so cool that everyone can It's hard to miss find her smile. Thing. She's yeah. a oh, very she's happy great. person. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she was like, oh, that was the best thing. And then she said with her phone, so, oh, my gosh, I just rode the car. It was so fast. <laughs> it went so well. <laughs> and it was funny. And then Kurt, I mean, he's a little more serious. But, he, I mean, when he was getting scarred, he just had such a focus look i mean this is kind of the behind the scenes like photos only tell so much it's almost why i like film better because you can see the series of motion i mean a photo it's kind of keeps you guessing but with film it's a little more accurate it's, you're still guessing with the general story but if i would just capture their emotions there it was i try to do as best as i can with so photos. is that a transition just, you're, you're looking to make into film so yeah i actually started going to f- well I started going to Bellevue College to do two years and then hopefully go down to California for film school. So last December, I kind of had an epiphany. I've always wanted to do film, but I just was like, oh, that's so much work. I don't know if I have the time for it. And then I just had an epiphany. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want to do this. I was watching the new Spider-Man, the Spider-Verse, the oh, very animated love one. that movie. Yeah, it's best so Spider-Man good. movie out so Absolutely. ever. <laughs> yeah, so, so good. Yeah. But I was sitting there, I'm like, holy crap, like, Maybe one day I can make something like this. And mm-hmm. that then and there, I was like, I want to be a film director. So I started doing research, started uh, got into Bellevue College, this and that. Started going to school, and then another opportunity came up with YouTube. So I'm pursuing – my end goal is to be a film director. So mm-hmm. I was like, either school or YouTube. And I'm thinking school – because the thing with film school, many people in, in, in the industry believe that you don't need film school. I mean, it teaches you so many things, but it doesn't teach you the actual – real life scenario of being on set dealing with people dealing with the messes that happen and 
all that. So actors are easy to work with. Oh, oh yeah. Come on. <laughs> you could have a, I wish Amanda was. Amanda's not back yet from a trip, but I wish she were. She was here to talk to you about that because she worked in the film industry for oh, a very no long time. So you guys oh, will have some awesome. great conversations. She's got stories like you would not believe. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll definitely have to talk to her about that. Yeah. But basically, so I was thinking, all right, I either go to film school, graduate, then run coffee for three or four years <laughs> before I actually do something, or go right. into YouTube with Ideal Cards, you probably heard of them, and yeah. actually start getting into it and learning the industry. So I went that route, and yeah, end goal, I want to be a film director. So I'm kind of just playing it by ear, gaining as much experience as I can. Because eventually, I mean, ultimately, I want to tell stories. I really mm-hmm. want to tell emotional stories. Like, I want to have the audience crying at the end of a movie. That, that's my ultimate goal. And with photography, you just can... Just kill a dog. Done. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, Done. God. Right yeah, there. Every, I, mean, yeah. that's don't, I mean, that's how you make the audience. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's making me cry just thinking about it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. yeah. That's always the saddest. But I guess... See, you don't need film school. Yeah. <laughs> how many times can you copy Marley and me? Go. Yep. Oh. <laughs> yeah, see? Right there. Everybody is just like, oh. That's making me think, oh. <laughs> I came up with the idea, and I'm still sad. Yeah. I feel like you're always more sad when the animals die over the yep. people. That's always. why you go to does the dog I like die. animals com. more than people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a dog you can lock in the closet all day. You let it out, happy to see you. Oh, my. That's so mean. Uh, We're going to go back to if Dan just incriminated himself on something right there. Also, Jared, when we get back to Dan's house, check the closets. Um, If anybody knows me, they know I am a crazy dog lover, so they will find it funny. Oh, sure. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's the cover. It sounds like a fun transition and the fact that, you know, Taking your career to the next level, mm-hmm. and I mean, and it, it from the way you're describing your photos of like, especially with back to Zubrick's photo, and the fact that it's something you hated, everybody else loved, you're pushing yourself to a different level. Yeah, which I, is really cool. I've always been that way. Like there are so many. Phot- it's, everyone has a camera nowadays, and everyone's trying to be like the next. I don't know. Do you guys know Larry Chen photo? Oh yeah, of course. He's probably the biggest photographer mm-hmm. in auto. Yeah. Yeah, in auto, and everyone's just trying to copy other people. And I'm sitting here. I mean, initially, I was like, okay. How did someone edit a photo like this? So I, I copied people to learn how to do it. Right. And then I'm just like, all right, how can I take the best, what I like from everyone, and combine it to my own? So I found my own editing style, my own photo, photographic style. And it's, I mean, everyone has a camera, and everyone's trying to be big on Instagram. And that's as sad as it is, but I mean, everyone's just trying to get that social media career. I mean, it helps with business, obviously, but um, everyone's trying to get likes, this and that. But it's, I just could never, I hate copying other people. Yeah. I, it just, it hurts me inside. I Sometimes I would t- do a photo set and I try to be like another photographer and I'm sitting at home like, I'm almost depressed because it's just like, this is not me. This is terrible. This is you no fun You're very hard on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm a, I'm a perfectionist as well. So no, no, there's nothing wrong with that. You sound a bit like an artist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an artiste. Artiste. Well, I mean, yeah. that, that's one thing like I have, and Carl's tried to teach me some things, but it's amazing, like the people, like the, the eyes you guys have, and the fact that you take a photo, but then you're also thinking about in the photo what you can do with it inside the the software. Mm-hmm, and the fact mm-hmm. that it's one thing to be able to take a photo, and obviously a lot of these cameras these days, like you said, anybody can go to Best Buy and spend a thousand bucks and get a camera. <laughs> <laughs> I like Polaroids. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> Polaroids are cool. Polaroids right? are cool. But I mean, in your your th- your you have that have that mindset of thinking ahead and going, okay, I'm gonna go home and do the shots. Like mm-hmm. we went out to uh, the what's the studios out there in North Bend. Um, Oh, uh, epic, epic exposure! exposure. Epic exposure. Yeah. And watching these guys do that, where they they, they, they the room was totally the dark, box. and then they're going around it's with the so light box, cool. and I'm sitting there back there going, "You're walking in front of the camera. Like, how does the camera not see you? Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's seeing it's seeing the finished so product cool before see, you've yeah. even done it, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, t- yeah. I was actually up there with Carl. We had a big three pedal posse event, so there are a bunch of Porsches, and I mean, and, you know. 
pretty expensive Ferrari, I would say. Uh, <laughs> I think it was like thirty million. You know, no big deal. Forty-four. Oh, I did not realize that at the yeah, time. I was like, oh, it's you know, just an old Ferrari. And then I was like, oh, that's how much was in front of my camera. Cool. Okay. <laughs> that's history. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's the coolest thing. Just knowing. I mean, as a photographer, I mean, anyone can just go up to a car and take a picture. But I feel like true photographers know the shot before they. They see the shot before they take it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they f- like think of, of a scenario and they almost look for the scenario. They see something happen right in front of their eyes. Like the light just hits something so perfect. You're like, oh, sorry, guys. I'm going to go grab this angle. I was at Seaman. I was dipch- dished all my friends. I mean, we're trying to walk around. I'm just like, ooh, angle, ooh, lighting, <laughs> oh, this car. But uh, it's just the thought behind the camera. I'm sitting there thinking of rule of thirds. All right, how do I frame the image? How many distracting elements? And I'm there. Oh, there's someone hand. Let me wait for them to move. Oh, there's a bright orange dot. Can I Photoshop that out later? Or So I'm just thinking of all these little details. I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean, I'll set, show someone a photo set and they're just like, do, 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 just scrolling right through. I'm like, oh, I took you know 20 minutes on that photo. I took 45 <laughs> minutes on that one. And it's just so many people don't see the behind the scenes. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just as an artist, I guess that's yeah. just... I get what you're saying. I cannot f- put anything out there that's not my best. I, it's, it's just so hard for me to do that. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I, I'd I'm say hap- it's probably good considering the level of success you've had as a photographer at 21, <laughs> to say the <laughs> least, because most people don't. Dan and I had a very, very, very old photographer. I mean, the guy is so old. And he told us once that you have to, you, you get the background and you wait for the shot to happen in front of it. Yeah. Is that how you put it, Carl? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear me, Carl? <laughs> no, it, it truthfully, and that has yeah. stuck with me since the day you said it. Yeah. And the fact true. that you find your background and you wait for the foreground to happen, which I'm thinking, that's mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of waiting. Oh, that's yeah. literally, I mean, there you see the background. You're waiting, for, especially cars rolling into the show. Like, all right, I want a specific car from this angle with that background and you're just waiting you're waiting 45 minutes like alright when is this car coming it's like oh oh it's there then some guy in a stroller walks in between exactly yeah. sometimes <laughs> that happens you're like well I just wasted 45 minutes but it's okay I'll go find another one <laughs> yeah but uh, I mean I'll go to a car show take I mean nowadays I'll go to exotics I took I think 10 photos I just I'm very particular about when I c- want to capture because I can go and just take a photo of a car I mean yeah it's a GT3 RS or GT2 or if it's a LaFerrari but it's it's just finding the right car at the right angle with the right lighting. It's just so different. And unfortunately, I mean, you post things to Instagram, your most creative work always gets the least recognition, which is really weird. I mean, I think, I mean, with John's photos, I mean, I, I love them, but they're very simple angles. And people love them. And it's just like, ah, but it's not as creative as I want them to be. But I guess that's the way it goes, and especially working with clients. I mean, shooting for magazines, uh, they want a very specific style. They want a front shot, a three-quarter shot, this and that, and it's really hard to get creative. The for sale set? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. As yeah. We call it. Especially yeah. bring a trailer. That's Yeah, exactly. Those are kind of sometimes hard to shoot because it's just like, all right, I got to mirror this on the other side. and it's, it's very tedious and not creative, but then you get into the beauty shots. Like, okay, this is what I signed up for. Yeah. Then you put the car. So I shot... Brooks 911. It's a 930 powered, uh, I think 88 Carrera. But the thing, we went out to North Bend and on these beautiful roads. And I mean, just seeing the car on those roads, you just knew it was there. So I'm just trying to get the angles and everything. And it's the coolest part is when you find the right car for the right scenario, then it just all clicks. And you're just like, oh, this is what I was made for. Yep. And it, it, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, many people don't see that, will never understand it. But I guess as an artist, I mean, Carl would know. It's just. When when you get that shot, you you know you get that shot, and it's I mean they're very far in between. I mean I think out of every two three thousand photos I take, there's one where I'm just like that. That's the one. That's the one. I mean there's yeah. some where I've gone to a point where 
I'm kind of concerned. I was like, okay, that one's good. That one's good. But then there's that one. It's like, oh, that tells a story or that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny. There, I watched a. It was a like a compilation video of they showed how like basically every Instagram model looks exactly the same <laughs> through every shot. It oh, was you mean some, duck face? Yeah. Not, not even that. It was like insert generic woman photo then it was like insert generic car photo and they all it was like a scrolling image of like a thousand images and oh they were exactly the same it's like the colors just slightly changed yeah, yeah. it was like the outfit changed other than that it's like looking at the same void of people through the whole oh, thing and you're yeah, like yeah it's it's that's a very way good way to put it a void of people it, it is really <laughs> yeah. i mean it's kind of funny but uh yeah i totally see what you're saying there so you're just like the way to get likes and follows is not it's usually literally the, plus what they want. It's not the representative of, of, yeah. of how you feel about the photo, which is unfortunate sometimes. But is, do is, you have a way to work with that? In the fact, if someone hires you, do you sit there and say, you know, I want you to take a photo of my car, and do you say I, you're, we're going to do it my way, or or do you take criticism or not criticism, but uh, what uh, they want? What they want, like they say, you know, I want this rolling down Kirkland Ave, and you're going, well, that's not really going to work because we got. I mean, do you have creative freedom like that? So I have been very, very, very fortunate to work with very easygoing people, and there are a couple where it's like they barely speak English or they don't, they just don't talk at all. But I mean, most of the people, and I actually really like it when my client or someone I'm shooting with, they recommend like, hey, how about this angle? Like, what do you think of this? And I'm like. I would have never saw, saw, uh, seen that. And it's really cool because then they start getting their own creative aspect like that they never saw before. They see a cool angle. It's like, hey, can you do something with this? So it's really nice to connect with the owner on that level. I mean, many people hate criticism or criticism like that. It's like, hey, you should do this and this and this. I kind of like, I mean, obviously I don't like if there's like, oh, you need to do this, this, and this. I mean, people hire me for my eye. And I think I'm at the level where people understand that. I mean, that's also one thing where... People that charge fifty bucks a photo shoot, they're not going to get respect. Right. If yeah. someone charges four or five hundred dollars, they know that okay, this guy knows what he's doing. I'm paying him for his time, and I'm going to let him do his thing. And that's why there are a lot of artists, or I'm there are a couple guys on Instagram that message me and they're like, hey, I've shot this guy's car. He showed up super late. It was a mess. But what do you think of these photos? I'm like, okay, first off, you need to charge more because they show up late. They don't value your time. I right. mean, once they have something invested in it, they'll value value your time. So I can't say that word. Um, so it's it's funny how that works. I mean, as sad as it is, money talks in a sense like that. Yeah. No, where, I, I mean, if they're putting themselves out there, they're going to respect you. So. Okay. So I want to, I mean, I, I love hearing about the photography, but I want to know how a kid who is 18 and never took a photo in his life, he, he becomes a photographer, he gets into cars, and then you got into rally driving and, and co-driving, correct? Yes. How'd that happen? So... I so I fell in love with the BRZ, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I was like, huh, I should go to mechanic school. I went, actually went to Western Washington University for a quarter. I was like, this sucks. I don't know what I'm doing here. I went back home. So I went to <laughs> Lake Washington Tech for an auto repair degree. And I one of the guys I met, his name is Matt Dickinson. He's m the driver of our stage rally car. And he actually, we went to the same high school. But we never talked. He didn't knew who I he didn't know who I was, but I knew who he was. So that was really awkward. But uh, we started talking, and <laughs> that happens a lot. Yeah. Trust me, it's not just in high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was full blown f shooting cars at that time. So and I was working at Dirtfish as a photographer. I was really into rally, and it was just the coolest thing ever. Where cars on dirt, and you're racing them, and you have zero traction, and you're fighting the track. There's something about rally, it's like no other form of racing. But um, so we started talking. He was doing rally cross at the time. So basically, it's like autocross but on dirt. Yeah. So f speeds of I mean, 50 miles an hour on dirt, and there are cones and everything. You don't hit the cones, timed, et cetera, et cetera. So my buddy Matt was doing that, and he did really well. He was racing a bug eye, 
did really well, and he was like, huh, okay, we should get a stage car. It's a Subaru so, Impreza Bug Eye, by the way. Bug Eye means a certain, it's a specific generation. Second yeah. generation? 2000, it's the, yeah, the first of the GD, first WX comes to the States. Yeah, the Bug Eye. Yeah. So it's the 2003 Subaru WX. That's what I drive. He had a 02, I believe. Right. Bug Eye. Okay, as you're saying. Yeah, saying. so they got a Hawkeye. Continue. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> they got a Hawkeye stage rally car, and he was like, hey, you're the only friend I know that's in a rally. Do you want to co-drive for me? And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, why didn't you ask earlier? So <laughs> we started co-driving, developed a relationship. So yeah, we raced that Hawkeye for, I think it was a four events, local events, and then we went down to Idaho. I think that was the furthest one. And uh, when we, re- we rolled it at one event and then did really well the next event, so that was fun. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> But kind of just that way, I mean, met a friend. He knew I was in a rally. He was in a rally and just clicked and just went from there. Okay, so i got to ask a question. I've, I've watched rally my whole life. I mean, the, the old school stuff. Does it make you sick to be in a car and not be looking up? I mean, you're looking at a, an instruction book, correct? Yeah. I mean, in a turn by turn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does that, I, I feel like that would make me sick. Funny, the funny thing is if I'm on a road trip and I read a book or I am on my cell phone, I'll get nauseous. But when I'm in a rally car and I know my life depends on it, I think I just, <laughs> I just don't get nauseous. I don't, yeah. if I say this wrong, I die. I'm going to get it right. I mean, <laughs> it's literally as simple as that. If I say it's a right instead of a left, or if I say the distance wrong, like we could very well be sideways in a tree. Yeah. Way and too fast. Into way it. too fast going hundred plus. So it's, I really need it to be on top of my ish. So I don't know. I'm very fortunate to not get nauseous. There are a lot of co-drivers that wear nausea patches and this and that. And I'm just sitting here and like, oh, well, lucky me. Lucky you. What's <laughs> the name of your team again? So El Diablo Rally El Diablo. Team. That, so it's that's actually from Talladega Nights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And I think I think our boy Gorilla Mad wrapped that car for yes. you, didn't he? Absolutely, Troy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Funny. So yeah, Troy. I photo. I shot for him a couple times, and I I knew of his work. I knew of his work ethic, and. I went to a shop a couple of times, and the guy is completely honest. He's so creative. And once I realized, so basically, yeah, we had that Hawkeye, we sold it, and then we got a new 2015 STI as a stage build. So we wanted to get some super contingency money. So we're like, okay, we need to wrap this thing. And I'm like, oh, we're definitely going to Troy. There's no doubt about it. This guy knows what he's doing. So we went to Troy. He designed it. We had to give him a color scheme and everything. And that finished product, my jaw just dropped on tears a little bit but it, <laughs> it was he did such such a good job and he also wrapped another rally car a friend of mine his name is chase he has a ford fiesta mm-hmm. st so he wrapped that car as well so he's really getting to the turfish scene but man he did such a good job yeah it's he's kind of on a next level we've always been impressed anytime i see anything he touches yeah. he's such a creative he's it's funny because I was looking at your Instagram page, and it's, and it's the one I love is the fact that and you, even your quote was, I don't think I've ever posted somebody else's photo on my page, but it's you guys just coming oh. off, a, off a lip. It's yeah. just such a great it's, shot it's of that car. It's a great shot in the air. It's awesome. It's just, yeah. That's yeah. exciting stuff. Rally is fun. It's, it's, I mean, it's an adrenaline rush if you get down to it. And as a co-driver, I mean, ine- eventually I want to drive. It just right that now was going to be my next question. Yeah, yeah. I just don't have the funds for it. I mean, a rally car—it's at least twenty grand. I just at least you got to buy the car, and then that's if it's already built. Then it's just—I mean, fifteen hundred dollars for tires every race, two thousand dollars in entry fees every race, fuel. And so it just—I mean, each race you're spending almost five grand. Well, so they always say if you want to make a small fortune in racing, you start with a large one. So. Yes, yes. So hopefully, yeah, I got to make that fortune first, and then hopefully get into <laughs> racing. But, I mean, yeah, the dream is to compete, actually, against Matt and hopefully beat him one day. Because, I mean... Ooh, coming th- for you. <laughs> I like it. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's... 
is he's never done anything like this, but he's just very good at it, just naturally good at it. So we're getting a little bit of attention and. I mean, it's good. I want to start as a co-driver to know what the other seat is like. So, I mean, when we're in a butt-puckering moment, I know what the co-driver's feeling. Because I've <laughs> definitely felt Grabbing it. the seat with your butt, yeah. Oh, right. oh, absolutely, yeah. So we got some close you calls. Have you ever wanted to just start taking photos while you're driving? Um, I mean... Uh, left I about 2,500, <laughs> click, uh, right, and <laughs> click. Probably not the no. best idea, but... Well, I didn't it's say it was a good idea. It's cross your mind. Said, yeah, yeah, it's like... <laughs> I'm like, oh, that would have been cool if I was on the outside taking that corner because oh. we just hang, hung the booty out. But <laughs> nice. Yeah. So uh, what's uh, we always kind of talk to people about this. What what's your dream car? What what would you like to be driving? <sighs> or a oh few, because it's always a very difficult yeah. question to narrow down to one. Also, tell us your favorite child and <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, yeah. me. Yeah, uh, there you go. And <laughs> a boy. <laughs> no, See, kidding. that was easy. Self-preservation. Yeah. Um. Oh my gosh, but it changes every day. Right. I I'm one of those guys. I don't like exotics. If I were going to be honest, they're not as cool as like an air-cooled Porsche or something. It's just those still very much fall under exotics, depending on which one well, you're looking uh, at. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I guess. But uh, dream. So car. you could find Daniel Piker at uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I think so. My current one that I'm really striving for is actually a Mini Cooper truck. First gen. Oh, very Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. Awesome. I, it's, I just want to get it, bag it, stance it, and just do something different. I hate you. Uh-huh. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> I, like, I, I'm not a stance guy. I mean, I'm a rally guy. I love lifted stuff, but I feel like on that car, you know you you're dead stay. to me. You want to you stay it, but yeah. 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 It's just one of the, that's like the only car I do. But otherwise, oh my gosh. <laughs> Honestly, right now, E36 M3. Yeah, As that's a solid one. If I had all the money in the world, I'd have that and supercharge it. I've driven a naturally aspirated one. Oh, I mean, yeah, as they come stock. Uh, so I was shooting this one for Bring a Trailer, and I got to drive it around. I had 25,000 miles on it. One of the my favorite cars I've ever driven. Yeah. It was just so pure, so perfect. And it's that's all I need. I don't need 500 horsepower. I've never driven one. I mean, I my buddy, so Matt, he has a daily driver's, like, 350 to 400 wheel horsepower on his Hawkeye STI. And that's just like, oh, that's when the boost kicks in. It's scary. Scary fast. But... I mean, the E36 M3 is just so well balanced. It's such an awesome mm-hmm. car. I've driven an E46 M3, but it's just too... It's not as raw as the E36. I've yet to drive an E30, so I still have not opened that uh, box, but... The uh, E30 is yeah. my favorite, just because you can actually use all of its power. The E36 oh, you yeah. can, too, but that's a car you can just drive fast. It's it, I mean, with a car with 500 horsepower, you floor it on the streets, you're, you're breaking the speed limit every what, single time. What's the most horsepower you've ever driven? Probably his Hawkeye. Okay. I haven't driven really fast cars, but I've been in, I don't know if you guys know Cliff. He has a supercharged R8, local guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's like 500 wheel horsepower. I think that's the fast car I've been in, but I've yet to be in an exotic, so that might change once I'm actually in one or maybe even get to drive one. Yep. It's uh, Yeah, and Nick and I are kind of n- bobbing our heads side to side because it's like we, we are very, very fortunate to drive a ton of cars. Mm-hmm. Everything old, new, you name it. We've been in probably in more seats than... Most people, and we realize... Then we deserve, yeah. Yeah, then we deserve. We're very lucky <laughs> yeah. to have that. But it's, I think, the the line for me, which does it so well, is you can get into an exotic bone stock, like a bone stock 720, yeah. and it's got grip, it's got traction, yeah. it's got control, and it rides nice, and it's, it's it doesn't make sense how well they can put down power and recover from it. Like, there's no way a car with 700-plus horsepower should be able to, you should be able to slam on the gas, yeah. rear-wheel drive, and then instead of sliding out everywhere like my Z06 would, it just goes, <laughs> and your face melts yeah. to the back of your skull. Your, your Z06, Z06 was one of my favorite cars to ever drive. That's too much power. It, I, oh. it, it is. It, it, it is. It, it 650 horsepower. It wants to kill you. I mean, yeah. uh, just the base, 
Stingray is 450, and that's more than enough power. I mean, yep. And then 650, you're just like, oh, that's a little too much. Yeah, I know it'll break loose and just by punching the gas. Like, I, you could downshift from fifth to second on the highway, and it would just break loose from the power, not Jeez. from the downshift. Like, you punch Jeez. it at 60 yeah. miles an hour, and it's just <laughs> full blown smoke show. Yeah. <laughs> it's a. But it was literally a, ask Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> full blown smoke show when you have a rally. Uh, uh, what is it? Who who drove that car that time? Ken Gushi. Ken Gushi drove your car. The drift right, car. So. The drift driver. He did a lot of the work for Fast and the Furious, and he did a commercial for Horizon Three. Uh, I posted it on my Instagram the other day, Fourth of July, of course, of that smoke show. But even he came out laughing and smiling. He was like, "It's got so much torque, and it's just so fast." <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a quick break. We're gonna when we come back, we'll chat a little bit more. Sounds like a plan. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. That's all I got. Here we are. That's all I got. And, <laughs> and we're that's back. all you got. <laughs> and we're back. So, Daniel, besides the photography and, and the driving and the the uh, wanting to make movies and all that, what other passions do you have? Yeah, what other side hugs? What do you want to be when you grow up or if? <laughs> mm. I enjoy running. No. Oh. Uh, but I'm and very I bad about it. I thought you were weird before. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, I run on and off. I'm, like, really bad with it. I really enjoy it when I do it, but then I'm just like, oh, do I really want to do it? What are you running from? <laughs> and how does that make you feel? You. No, oh, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah. You're not the first man to say that to me. Won't be the last either. <laughs> um, Dan tries a lot. <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyway. <laughs> I like. I love throwing Did we derail off. the conversation? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we? What do you mean, we? Squirrel. <laughs> Running, huh? So I guess. Are you one of those people that gets it's a euphoric feeling kind of thing? It's oh, just the being time. like I can't run on tar like, on uh, cement. I say tarmac because racing, but Fair uh, <laughs> I can't run on in the city. Like it has to be in a forest. It has to be on a trail. It's just being there. I mean, as cheesy as it sounds, with nature. I mean, it's just it's a feeling. You feel very grounded. I, I don't. It's I will never get that. Uh, Dan Dan knows this. He's never met him, but I had a, a roommate once, and he looked at me. He goes, "He goes, you could go for a run with me." And I said, "No." He goes, "But you don't understand. Like in about in the, about the eighth mile, this euphoric feeling kicks in, and you know, then you're just good to go." And I'm like, "Yeah, one, you got to get to the eighth <laughs> mile, and two, what if it doesn't? And I'm eight miles away from home." <laughs> I get that feeling. Uh, I used to ride a lot off road, and there was that you got into this rhythm after like four or five hours into riding of a hard day, then you got into this rhythm where everything just kind of worked and you felt every corner and you get, I get the same way and I do a super, super long drive mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. it's like, we're going to do this drive coming up where it's a super, super hard drive, but about four hours into it of just hard driving, hard turns, you get into this, this zone where you just you leave the music off and all those curves just oh. feel right and you know exactly where the edge of your car is. It's just oh, your kidneys yeah. stop bleeding. Cause yeah, blood. exactly. Um, yeah. You do you do hurt your kidneys a little, but that's the best part. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I understand that feeling though. You got any events coming up for a rally or anything that you're doing? Yeah, so in I think is the weekend of the 20th and 21st. I'm missing Radwood unfortunately, but um, we're going to the East Coast for a New England Forest Rally. Oh, nice. So we're yeah. gonna be shipping the car there. So we actually blew the engine. A couple weeks ago, at Idaho rally, and we l looks like we weren't gonna make it to the this next rally, but 
miracles happen. I mean, we collapse the pistons, so there needs to be new pistons. We overheated it, basically. Right. But uh, so w- that's hopefully going to be rebuilt in time. So, yeah, the next one is New England Forest Rally in a, in a week and a half or so. You guys are cool. expanding out across the country, huh? Yeah, it's yeah. This year we're doing the full full shebang. So we have we've done I think one, two, so three West Coast events. So we did yeah, and then we have. One, two, three, f- potentially four more on the East Coast. So Very from nice. Minnesota, Maine, uh, I forget the other states. So will you guys just leave the car on that, that side of yeah, the Yeah, okay. yeah. They have a cabin. We'll be leaving. I think it's one of the states, yeah. Nice. Too, too many states to pick from. The future is Almost bright. Almost 50 of them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Almost. The future is bright and open for you. So you got a lot of opportunity coming it's your way. I cannot express how thankful I am. Just it's. I'm so fortunate to be in this situation. And I, I, I'm just thankful. Like I can never take a single day for granted because many people don't get to live the life that I'm living right now. I mean, I'm not successful by any means anywhere, but it's, it's just, it's nuts. It's crazy. Yeah, maybe your own brain tricking you a little bit because I know there's a lot. We the f- photographers are really what makes our events like at Exotics and other events like Avant and stuff really go around. People see the events, they see the photos from it, and they're like, I want to be part of that. That's a thing that. I think a lot of photographers, especially in the automotive world, miss is that it's them that are building that hype. And the, the events are cool and doing it is great, but it's that outside crowd that looks in and says, they see that image and they go, I want to be a part of that. I don't, the, I, the, no huh. the creative exotics has always said that. He said the photos is what made the event. It is. The cars help. I mean, the cars have to be there for the photos, but the photos are what made the event. And it's not just the cars. People see don't just see the cars in the photos. They see the smiles and the people mm-hmm. looking at the cars and the, the people talking to each other. The dogs. The dogs, <laughs> exactly. I, that's, I'm like... I wouldn't know. Nobody took a photo of me this weekend, Carl. <laughs> you had one job. How could you miss my head? No. <laughs> it's got a huge melon. Huge. <laughs> it's huge, don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, if people want to find you online, it's Piker Photo. Yes. And pikerphoto.com. Yep, that's and my website. And then Facebook, yeah, at Piker Photo. Yeah. Yep. And I'll, s- I'll spell it out for you guys. P-I-K-E-R photo. <laughs> uh, if you guys really want to follow me, yeah. So that's do not go looking for Pecker Photo. It, it's a different <laughs> site. <laughs> Piker. Yeah, and yes. you do have some photos for sale on yes. pikerphoto.com. Yes. Uh, I'm actually, I think I'm taking them down, and then I'm gonna like once I hit a milestone, I'll probably revamp them, have a super limited drop. Just maybe like add a little more value to them. It's kind of funny. I bought the larger size of the print I have, and I have I, like you can't go just buy a frame for it because oh, it it's be, yeah. it's an obscure size. So I go have to have. I have to go have one made. <laughs> so. Have you ever printed any of your stuff on aluminum? No, but I want to. It's, it's really. I, I ended up with one <laughs> through one of uh, through one of the events down in in uh, Scottsdale, and it's re- it's a really cool medium. The way the depth you can get on it. Yeah. It's really cool. It's very clean. I feel it's more of a modern looking house. Yeah, I mean, if it's like much. a wooden house, you need canvas. If it's more modern with marble and all yeah. the white, you need. I don't have any of those. It's yeah. in my bathroom. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Excellent. Well, I mean, we really thank you for coming. Uh, let's take a short break here to talk about t- no, not break. I mean, oh, it was like to why talk about Avant. To talk about yeah, Avant. So, Ad- so Adam's out this week. Uh, he's got a lot going on with his twins and house buying, and everything else. Um, he's got uh, an event coming up on the 14th. Avant's at PGP Motorsports Park. That's a karting thing, but these aren't like your indoor run out of power between the corner carts. This these is things Mario will be like, Kart. Yeah. yeah, these will do yeah. like 50 miles an hour. So another thing for Avant's members. I don't know if that one's sold out yet, but Avant's.com. Check it out. Um, and then on the 20th, of course, is Radwood. Uh, Avance is the big sponsor. We've got Radwood. We're going to be there. It's going to be an awesome I event. I'm so excited for that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Nick has been, like, very, oh. very excited for this. Yeah, just to dress up and then, yeah. It's oh. going to be an awesome event. And our friends, uh, Chrissy LeMay, America's Car Museum, they are putting on 
this, of course. And if you haven't been to LeMay for whatever reason, you need to go. It's the it's absolutely worth the drive to, to Tacoma, I promise. And uh, really, it's the a- only thing that's worth a drive to Tacoma. <laughs> There's when good you food think down. about it, I mean, no, <laughs> no. it's like LeMay. It's it. definitely yeah. the best part of Tacoma, Agreed. in my opinion. Agreed. But it, it's a you can bring anybody there, car person or not. It is a walk down memory lane, and the exhibits are always incredible. So. They really did something great with LeMay. I hope that uh, they get – I hope we can build that hype and keep it rolling because, man, Absolutely. if you're not going to LeMay, you're missing out. It's such a cool place. Yeah. That's right. You did You did a, a shoot for their Open Road magazine. Yeah. yeah. Looking at – as we Oh, yeah, the yeah. Corvette. Yeah, that was a really that cool That was show. such a cool car. Blue interior. It's oh. a 58? 50 or 59, I can't – Let me hold up. Uh, <laughs> I think it was a It's near the back. I should know this, but I don't. Um, right there. Right, that you actually had it. 1960. Oh, oh it's a yeah. 60. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's a, one of the most beautiful cars you'll ever see. So. It's like a thousand dollars. Was it like nineteen hundred dollars new or something like that on there? No, I'm not sure. What was it? Uh, no, man, oh, I was I was way 3, off. Thirty eight hundred. So Still I, not even close. Yeah. There's nineteen hundred dollars in thirty eight hundred. So. The one in that condition is probably at a zero and yeah. or two. Oh, <laughs> that thing was nuts. It was yeah. So cool. Beautiful car. Yeah. So um, that's about all we have coming up though. Yeah. Uh, no theme day exotics this weekend. You gonna be at? Uh, Dirtfish this weekend? Oh, yeah. Oh. For Summerfest or that. whatever it is? <laughs> yeah, we're like that. Oh, I, that. I should probably make it out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you should probably be out there. Yeah. Yeah. Not well, a sponsor of ours, but also we, awesome. If not, if not, we'll just make Trevor do it. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. It's yeah. his job. Right? It's time oh, he step up and yeah, oh, Trevor. Yeah. Oh, Trevor. Yeah. Trevor. Trevor, you know what you did. He's a previous guest of ours. Dirty squirrel. <laughs> he thinks he's so cool. <laughs> he is. <laughs> I know where he lives. I know exactly which basement he lives in. <laughs> Another former guest of ours, basement, actually. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's actually true, yeah. It's <laughs> actually true. So, Daniel, thank you so much for coming in. We really appreciate you taking your time, and, and thank you for sharing your talents with the world. And I'm excited to see, uh, you know, what, you know, when you're a big film producer someday and we can say, hey, he started on Rain City Supercars. So right. That's just, you know, <laughs> Obviously, just here. We'd just like to now. take a bunch of credit right that's right not worth it. Or not worth <laughs> not, <laughs> not ours. Not ours, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> thank you for coming in. So. Of course. Thank you guys very much. Yeah. This was fun. It's a good time. Well, for Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. Don't just get there. Enjoy the drive. <laughs>